Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check it out. Hits just keep on coming. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Tom Pelissero. Welcome in to the Rich Eisen Show without Rich Eisen. Yeah. Which I guess makes this the Rich Eisen List Show. Hey, well done. I, I kind of feel like the Parks Frazier <laughs> of this room right now. No one's quite sure how I got here, how we arrived at the decision that with Rich over in Munich that I would be the one hosting. But we're going to find out. At least I'm not facing the Raiders. That's pretty great, actually. Or, or maybe it would be better. Mike Bauer facing the Raiders. crowd here, bro. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on Roku, Sirius XM. I know Rich always goes through the eight other platforms. I'll just leave you with those. You're probably already watching. You already figured out how to find us. Phone lines will be open today, 844-204-RICH throughout the show. I'm also very pleased that I've got the, the guys with me here today because I've done other shows filling in. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to hang out with all the guys in the show. They're like, no, everyone's on vacation this week. It's just you <laughs> for the next three hours. So, Chris Brockman. Hey, what's up, Tom? Great to finally meet you, having uh, seen your face and your beautiful hair and your white T-shirts on other platforms, NFL Network, game, uh, Good Morning Football, look at stuff. Great to finally have you here, and uh, let's have a good time. I believe this was a, a specific request. We were on a call with Rich. I think we was on speakerphone. And you said something along the lines of make sure you wear your greaser outfit <laughs> for Good Morning Football. This is not quite greaser, but still like to. We could all wear leather jackets tomorrow. It's totally fine. What is it? The Sharks and the Jets? Like totally down. But this is this is uh, definitely this is closer to that. A lot of times when people see me. All right. So I'm an NFL Network insider. Most people probably see me, Good Morning Football, NFL Now or something, when I'm wearing, I've got the, the shirt and tie and coat from the waist up, yeah. and then it's usually the sweatpants on the bottom. Attaboy. So i just like to prove, Attaboy. we do have pants, we have actual jeans hey, on today. Hey. So you're, I'm really classing it up, actually, <laughs> in here. Mike Del Tufo, thank you very much for Good being to here. See you, Tom. Sorry to freak you out before the show. Sometimes and I, he's not. So yeah, I thought you, I, I broke. Actually, I won't be here the next two days. Wait, you're not going to be here this week? Where are I you mean, going? Come on. To fill us in. Tom's here. I know. I, uh, I, I do a lot of college basketball. Tomorrow I'm actually doing the U.S. women's Wait, soccer Wait, so you're not team. here tomorrow? No, I'm not here. <laughs> I so I opened the show by thanking you guys for showing up. <laughs> Amelia, it's actually, we've decided, we decided to take the rest of this one off. TJ Jefferson, thank you very much for being hey, here. It's good to meet you, bro. And one thing you don't have to worry about is me not being here because as these guys will tell you, I've never missed a show. So He's the ripped yeah, If anything, it's always going to be over and over. And I, I feel like I need binoculars to see you, though. <laughs> when I watch the show, I, I've noticed that, that you seem to be in the corner. You're farther away than I thought you would be right now. It's well, a solid 30 feet here. I mean, yeah, we, we started off. 
cough when I first got put on COVID was still, you oh, yeah. know, so we had Running to be rampant. apart. And this was the safest place for me. And now it's like I've cultivated the whole corner. I don't want to leave, Tom. So I'm good. I'm good over here. <laughs> TJ's corner. Just have to yell a little bit Squatters, if you want to talk. Right. You, and, you and The Rock wearing the Warren Sapp jersey. That's, that's who we've got over there. <laughs> He's in a little off camera. Maybe we'll bring him in one day, though. So a lot going on in the NFL, which is what I cover on a day-to-day basis, uh, including the status of Josh Allen. Sean McDermott Ooh, is right now at the podium shedding as little light as you would expect <laughs> that a head coach would shed <laughs> on somebody's uh, status. McDermott says he's day-to-day, which is what we've been reporting. We the next all? question is going to be, will he play? We'll see. So there you have it. Great. He's making Belichick seem talkative. Right? Gonna, hey, Bill gives us more. He's got a UCL sprain. Okay, this is explain an injury that, that Josh Allen that had. Is. Yeah, explain what that is. Back in his rookie year, it's it's the ligament in your elbow. It's the one that if you're a baseball pitcher, your UCL. That's Tommy John surgery. That's like 18 months of rehab. Yeah. See you in two seasons. It's it's not like that. Generally speaking, for quarterbacks, it's something though that you know you can inject it potentially. You could do like a PRP injection, but then you got to shut it down for a couple of weeks. You could just rest and hope it heals that way. But it's probably not going to be surgical. The question just becomes, if you're the Bills now, you're coming off a loss to the Jets, you got the Vikings, they're 7-1 and one, coming in, do you push it here? Now, obviously, we, again, we don't know full outcomes of his scans and the MRI and everything else. It's all about the degree of the injury, but it's a, it's a, a question mark in terms of if you're a head coach of a football team, if you're the medical staff, you're the general manager, Brandon Bean, do you put Josh Allen out there at a time that knowing Josh Allen, he's probably going to say, I can do it. Right. That's what he said after the game. Felt some pain. Did you see me throw that 70-yard yeah, bomb like two plays later after the right. elbow got hit? I think I'm okay. <laughs> he's not going to practice today. And so we'll see. And this is probably one that we're going to be tracking over the next, uh, the next couple of days while I'm here as well. This has been a unique season. <laughs> in a lot of to ways, to say the least. And we'll talk a lot about some of the various issues here over the next three hours. we got some great guests. Rod Graves, who is now, he's the former Arizona Cardinals general manager. He's now the executive director of the Fritz Pollard Alliance. He's going to join us in the second segment here. The Fritz Pollard Alliance is the group that advocates for diversity in the hiring process, for equal opportunity. He may or may not have a few thoughts on Jeff Saturday mm-hmm. as the Colts interim head coach. So really looking forward to talking about that with Rod. Dwight Freeney is also going to join us. Did Dwight turn it down? Is that how we got to Jeff Saturday here? Did Dwight Freeney, Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, who's Ariane's actually on the, staff, on the staff, did everybody turn it down and we got to Jeff Saturday? Jim Mersey says he was the only one for the job. If he, if he, weren't, if he weren't willing to do it, we're not even here. We're not playing on Sunday. I still know that's a com- that's a comment I still want to hear more about was the if he if he said no, if he were unwilling, we're not sitting here today. Would you not have fired Frank Reich? Would you have <laughs> two former head coaches on his staff, John Fox and Gus Bradley? And he's got a rising star in Bubba Ventrone, who is probably going to be a head coach in the league sooner than later, the special teams coordinator. A lot of people know him from Hard Knocks. Very engaging guy, understands personnel. Find out what you have for eight games. Instead, it's Jeff Saturday getting an opportunity, and the highest level he's coached at was being a 500 coach in a school with 1,100 students at the high school level. That's where we're at. So we'll talk about that with Rod and with Dwight. Also, Kenyon Drake, who ran for about 900 yards for the Ravens the other night. He's going to join us. A lot to dig into there with what Lamar's doing. 
I, I think that this is one of the, the overarching themes in this NFL season so far. And I would tell you, probably the thing I hear the most, especially in the past few days here, for people around the league over the past two months has been, what the hell's going on? What <laughs> the hell going on? Stephon Diggs. Steph Diggs tweet. What, what, is, what, is, what is happening here? What are we doing? It, and it's, it's on a lot of different fronts. It is, you've got right now competitive games, right? Lowest margin of victory in decades, which is always a big deal for the NFL. But part of that's scoring is down. Scoring's way down, yeah. How many offenses do you look at and say, this team we're really scared of? I mean, you would put the Bills, I would assume, in that category. I think so. I would put the Ravens in that category because you've got a transcendent type of a talented quarterback. They've had a double-digit lead in every one of their games this season. You've got, I suppose you look at the Eagles and say that they're yeah, a dangerous team. I think so. But a lot of the offenses you were looking at going into the season, go, I mean, go back to March for a second. Rewind to all the trades and what we were talking about going into the season here. And again, it's the winners of the offseason. It's six months for things to happen. But the biggest moves, right? We're on NFL Network every day, free agency frenzy. We're on round the clock, 15 hours a day on TV. The big moves were the Broncos went and got Russell Wilson. That's right. Halfway through the season? We're not. A lot of time left? We are not riding. Does it? We're not cooking. At this point? <laughs> not cooking, not, not riding. Cooking, doesn't not look riding. like it's, it's headed the, the best direction. Colts went out, got Matt Ryan. All you needed to do was stabilize it. Carson Wentz was the issue. Bring in Matt Ryan. He's got Jonathan Taylor, who's missed a bunch of time. He's got Shaquille at that time. Darius. What was this? Darius. Excuse Darius. Me. Yeah, Darius Leonard. Right. I've already forgotten. I'm meshing Shaquille Griffin, <laughs> Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard. Leonard Myers. He got two O'Neal. superstars. He, he hasn't really played. But Matt Ryan's the missing piece. He's been benched and hurt, and it's Sam Ellinger, and everybody's been fired. Wow. You, <laughs> I mean, I Carson Wentz that. traded to the Commanders. He didn't play bad. No. In the early portion of the season, but you give up two third-round picks for a guy who then got hurt, and you're sitting here wondering if Taylor Heineke is going to give back the job. I was in Washington on Sunday, and I tweeted out, I'm there at, whatever time it was, 8 a.m., right? So five hours before kickoff. You got nothing but time to look around at the vast swaths of seats covered by like that strip fencing that they use like around construction sites yep. there. And there's ads on the video board for 2023 season tickets. Oh, gosh. A lot of benefits to those, by the way. Oh. 50% off concessions. That's <laughs> a, a big bonus something. right there. Yeah, but the photo... I was going to say, who's the face the of The photo for the 2023 campaign. season ticket campaign is Taylor Heineke. That is amazing. Taylor Heineke, who the league has been trying to get rid of for eight years. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you have Chase Young and you don't even use him? He hasn't played yet. But still. But Jonathan Allen... Brian Robinson, Terry, Terry McLaurin. McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. No. Hey. Taylor Heineke is the most popular guy. There he is. Isn't that always the case with the backup QB, though? This, this is at a different level, though, with the commanders, where there are chants in the stadium of Heineke, Heineke. There are signs. There was a, a 19-year-old kid who had driven in from Annapolis with a drawing of Taylor Heineke, and Heineke right. comes over pregame. He's looking at the photo, taking pictures. He's signing autographs. He's happy to be there. He yeah, and, he, and he and he's played well enough through one really bad interception in that game to Harrison Smith to kind of flip the entire but thing. They should have won. They were unexpectedly up seventeen seven. It was seventeen to seven, and then yeah, that sequence of events, it, a penalty late in the game too. The the ever rare uh, what do they call it? Stuffing the snapper penalty 
where you can't hit the, the long snapper oh, in the right. head, yep. and they get called for that. That gives the Vikings one opportunity to run out the clock at the end of the game. A lot of things had to happen. But, again, going back to March, it's all right. They got Carson Wentz, right? Hopefully a step forward. Hasn't worked out. Now, some of them, obviously, you know, you got Tyree Kill. That's gone fairly well for the right. Dolphins. I would say so. Devontae Adams to the Raiders. It's not Devontae Adams' fault what's happening in Las Vegas, but you can make the argument that that trade ended up with two teams not playing particularly well, since Aaron Rodgers still doesn't seem to trust his receivers. He's trying to figure things out. So all these teams, we thought, the the Rams, all in again. Matthew Stafford's been dealing with his elbow injury for most of the season, but you think the Rams are going to be competent. You watch those teams, and I get texts and calls every single Sunday night, Monday night, right? Because coaches come back from their games, may or may not have a few Chardonnays <laughs> while watching the, the primetime game. And I'll get calls and texts being like, can you believe this? Are you watching this game? <laughs> How is it this bad? How is the offense this bad? Again, margin of victory at like a 50-year low or something. Okay, so you got competitive games, close, but they're, well, they're low games. scoring. Yeah, close games. It looks like a battle every single day. So... People want to know, like, what what is happening? Why does it look the way that it does? And I've, I've heard different theories on it. Offensive coordinators will tell you that, and obviously the, the rules have swung for years to favor offenses in terms of penalties and everything else. But what we're seeing to a certain degree, and I had a long talk with an OC about this the other day, was defenses now are countering by becoming more multiple, by trying to dictate to the offenses what they're doing. In other words, offenses were becoming with the the amount of spread stuff being used with the zone read and everything else. Defenses were figuring out how do we make the numbers work? How do we defend this? Now you've got the swing back where defenses are going, screw it, we're just going to come after you. We're going to try to dictate this and mess up what you're doing. Look at a a team like the Cardinals that have like 70% of their salary cap on offense. You look up and down their roster. They've got some decent players. Buda Baker, who's who's banged up right now, is a pretty good player. But they they don't have a pass rush. They don't have guys on the back end who can really cover. So what does Vance Joseph do? He's aggressive. Yeah, we're going to blitz like crazy. You're going to use a whole bunch of different zones, yeah. make through the make the quarterbacks look through layers of coverage. And so that that's having an impact. And you're seeing offenses commit now to uh, running the football more than they probably have in recent years. So <laughs> you've got that going on. You've got the trade market around the deadline, which was absolutely bonkers. And the number of calls I had from GMs going, what is GMX thinking? <laughs> <laughs> What the hell are they doing? Both in terms of trades that actually happened. Bradley Chubb trade, I heard both sides of it. I heard, why are the Broncos willing to give this guy up? He's a pass rusher. You can't find him. You trade him for a first-round pick and change, a running back, Chase Edmonds. Why would you do that? And then I heard from other people going, I can't believe he got a first-round pick and more. For a guy who's been hurt his whole career, and you got to give him $20 million plus per year. And those are difficult decisions the GMs have to make because – Ultimately, or, or TJ Hawkinson getting traded by the Lions. I got a lot of calls. Why are they doing that? Yeah, in division. Why would you trade him in the division and you get, depending what chart you're going off of, and the Lions and the Vikings both use the, the analytics chart, which is different, and it doesn't add up the way that other GMs who are going off the traditional charts, the Jimmy Johnson chart, might look at it. But basically, in the Lions and the Vikings' minds, add up to a second-round pick. But why, why would you trade that guy? Well, you weren't going to pay him. You got him under contract through next year. But if you're not going to pay him long term, you take the best that you can get. Get something. You don't yeah. think he's the best cultural fit, and you move on. You got the Panthers turning down two first round picks and more for Brian Burns. That is insane. 
Make it make sense. I mean, in that case, it's we want to pay the guy. He's 24, elite traits. He's a very good player with a chance to be great. There's If we trade him for two ones and more, what are we going to do with those picks? We're going to go try to find Brian Burns. We're going to go try to find the next yeah. pass rusher. But again, you hear from other GMs going, how could they turn that down? Yeah. I guess so, that was my reaction. I mean, think about this. You go back. The Cleo Mack trade from the Raiders to the Bears was not long ago. That was four years ago, I believe. I think it happened in 2018. Because that would have been John Gruden's first year. Fairly certain, Brockman. Check me on that. 2018. Uh, yeah, 2018. And at that time, when the price was two first-round picks, people thought that that was crazy. Nobody gets traded for two first-round picks. It never happens. Well, nobody gets traded anymore. And, and nobody yeah. got until, traded for a long time. Year. Right. And that's been moving since they pushed back the trade deadline a little yeah. bit. We've seen more trades. But like the MAC trade still, when I heard the two first-round pick price, it sounded like this never happens. You never hear of that, much less a non-quarterback right. getting traded for that type of value. Now, two first-round picks and more for Brian Burns, the answer is no. Cool. Because teams are that much more aggressive, because those premium positions are harder than ever to find, it's not a great pass rusher draft from everything I've been told in 2023. But that market has gone so wild in terms of the trades and what GMs are willing to give up, what GMs are willing to turn down in some cases for players that you can understand where people are looking at that and saying, you know, in one regard or another, what the hell are they doing? (laughs) And we haven't even touched, we will coming up here, we haven't even touched on the other stuff from Dan Snyder to Jeff Saturday, where people definitely don't know what the hell is going on anymore. (laughs) And I loved that yesterday those stories came together with one of the great statements I've ever seen. And, and, of course, say what you will about Dan Snyder, the commanders, everything that's gone into it, why he's being investigated by four or five different entities, including the NFL and various authorities. But the statement, after, of course, Jim Irsay had called out Dan Snyder, said that there is merit to removing him. After Jim Irsay has that press conference on Monday night, which, again, we'll dig into when Rod Graves joins us shortly. Dwight Freeney's going to join as well. The statement that the commanders put out after that press conference, quote, we would never judge an owner without having all the facts. We stand for people of merit and experience and promote policies that provide equal opportunity for all. That is such an amazing passive aggressive burn by the commanders. Jim Irsay v. Dan Snyder. Burn it down. What the hell is going on? We'll try to sort it out over the next three hours here. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Colts interim coach Jeff Saturday addressing the media again right now. We'll dive more into this uh, throughout the show, but one of the latest revelations on how things went down in Indianapolis is Jeff Saturday says the first call from Jim Irsay came during the game on Sunday. Not after. During the game on Sunday against the Patriots. Uh, we've got a perf- the perfect person. To weigh in on this and a lot of other very important topics here. Join us right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. He's a former NFL general manager, now the executive director of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, which works to ensure equal opportunity in the football industry. Pleased to be joined by Rod Graves. Rod, thank you very much for making some time for us here today. Uh, how are you doing as you come up on a, uh, a very busy time of year for you? Well, I'm doing great, Tom. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, been looking forward to being on today and uh, things are going fairly well uh, just a bit disappointed in the process uh, exhibited over the last several days um, uh, with the hiring of, of coach Saturday well tell me about this rod and, and by the way it is strange to hear you call him coach Saturday a title that uh, 48 hours ago definitely did not exist uh, the Rooney rule which of course is just one of many uh, policies that are in place here does not apply to interim coaches. However, uh, a point that I've, I've made on NFL Network over the past couple of days is the comment by Jim Irsay saying Jeff Saturday was the only person for the job is kind of exactly why the Rooney Rule exists in the big picture, which is to prevent people from just saying, I know this one guy, he's the one, without considering different viewpoints, different candidates as you watch this play out and i don't know if you had any advance notice rod of what the colts had planned but what what was going through the mind of yourself uh and your constituents that you represent well tom let me first say that owners have a right to select whoever they choose to lead their clubs and uh it remains to be seen obviously whether mr ursay made the right decision for his organization only he 
uh, has the, the the understanding and the right uh, for that decision, and and he made it. My issue, and and with those that uh, I represent as part of the executive director of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, is in the process. Um, we can talk for quite a while about the insensitivity and the disregard for people who have devoted their entire careers to the profession. Uh, It's especially hurtful to coaches of color who have found that the road to head coach positions has been, you know, long filled with obstacles. But again, we could talk, you know, for a good amount of time with respect to that. My issue is with the league's inconsistency on the question of hiring and fair opportunities. Uh, the, the league has a policy uh, which is known as the Equal Opportunity Employment Policy, which promises fair, open, and competitive hiring practices. Uh, I do not believe that the hiring of an interim coach should be excluded from that policy. And I understand that uh, exceptions are made uh, for in-house decisions, but any time a organization goes outside of of, uh, uh, of their full-time employees to hire another individual, especially for a uh, what's considered a primary position, then it should be opened up to the Rooney Rule. And let me just further say that. The Rooney Rule are just words on paper. We don't have a rule or a policy without enforcement or commitment to the spirit of the rule. And that's where we need to step back and examine where we are as a league to really ask ourselves whether or not we're truly committed. We are not. The the Rooney Rule exists on paper. It's just words. It's hollow if we're not willing to enforce it. And again, once I, 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 uh, as I said before, uh, I do not believe that an interim position uh, is worthy of exception when you're stepping outside of the organization to fill a role, a primary role at, at that. And now we know, Rod, via Jeff Saturday, that he was called about the job with no experience above the high school level while Frank Reich was still employed, while Frank Reich was literally still wearing the headset on the sideline Sunday against the Patriots. I would ask you this, because you made your position very clear on interim coaches. Ideally, because these things move quickly, right? And that's kind of always the cover that's given, which is, well, we have to do something. We have to move quickly. We've got a game next week. We've got to go. What would the ideal process be from an interim coaching perspective. And and this hiring from the outside does not happen very often, but even the interim opportunities from within, what is the process that should take place at a time that, listen, Jeff Saturday is getting a chance for eight games to show he can be an NFL head coach, and there's a lot of other assistant coaches around the league that have not gotten that opportunity, regardless of their color. Well, again, I, I think, you know, as we've normally seen and when decisions are made, uh, Tom, uh, within the season uh, that, uh, you know, you first look to your staff 
You look to your coordinators. Uh, you look to position coaches. Uh, we saw that with Steve Wilkes in Carolina. Uh, you know, it, there are opportunities uh, certainly within your staff. And, again, that's the, the owner's prerogative. If he is not satisfied with those that are on the staff, then he can go outside of the staff. There's the, the process, obviously, is much more engaging once you go outside of the staff and if you have to apply the Rooney rule. But, again, uh, he certainly has an opportunity to look to more qualified coaches on his staff. Uh, but, again, if he doesn't uh, feel comfortable in that regard, uh, then he has to go to an, through an expensive process, in my opinion, which involves the Rooney rule. Rod Graves, the executive director of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Mercedes-Benz Vans Hotline. Uh, my issues, Rod, in general with the hiring process and the inequities that we've seen in terms of the numbers are, are really threefold. It is, number one, there seems to be, and there's an increasing actual number of mandates in terms of what you have to uh, interview for the positions all the way down that seems at times to be the cover for allowing people to say we're going to check these boxes we're making more boxes but we're not actually getting at the root of the issue number two it is raising the awareness of the right coaches which is something that you do on a daily basis and the third one and something that i asked about during the nfl's fall meeting was representation in the room there are some teams Last year, the Broncos were a good example. They had, I believe, 10 people who were a part of their every single head coaching interview. They had women. They had people of color. Uh, there was the Vikings had a very diverse group and interviewing with different departments, different people, different perspectives. There were other teams that had the same three white guys in the room that they've hired every other head coach and general manager. And surprise, surprise, they hired yet another white guy to uh, fill the job. And that's not to say that hiring a, a white coach is, is the wrong thing to do, but it's about... The representation in the room can provide different perspectives on candidates. And I'm just curious, from your perspective, what is the pushback, if any, if that has been discussed about making sure that there's a diverse group, if not in the decision-making process, at least in the interview process, and making that something that's mandatory or minimum best practices? Well, Tom, that's, I think that's well said. And we know that when you have uh, a diverse committee, if you will, um, in, in, in terms of the interview process, that the likelihood of a diverse candidate obviously uh, being selected is, is, is increased. Um, you know, I believe that Roger Goodell has done uh, an admirable job of stressing how important diversity is to the league and to the future uh, of football. I, I believe that opportunities out there should be availed uh, to all people, regardless of color. If you are qualified and competent uh, to lead and, and have the skills to be involved in the game, you should have an opportunity. Uh, it's good business in the long run. Diversity is good business. And uh, our fans are well aware of that corporations across the country are growing in, in, in awareness with respect to that. I do believe that teams are better off when opinions and diverse attitudes and, and, and uh, uh, positions of, of, of uh, 
you know, foresight are all taken into consideration. And uh, I believe that there's an opportunity to, to certainly engage our fans uh, and our sponsors and, and all of that on those levels. But uh, teams, uh, are, for whatever reason, are slow to embrace diversity. Some teams, others have done a great job. This is not a total league problem. Uh, this is a, a problem in pockets. And I, I just strongly believe that, uh, you know, there has to be more demand from fans, from sponsors, and from others uh, for, for a more fair and equitable process when it comes to hiring. The NFL has a great game, and I was very much a part of that great game. And uh, I believe that we should be one of the leaders in the industry, not only in sports, but just in business in general. There's no reason why we can't come up with a better, a better and more equitable way of hiring and promoting, regardless of color. And, uh, and so, you know, to see these type of insensitive moves, and again, uh, Mr. Ursay knows what, uh, he, he better knows what's, what's right for his team. But this is a failure of our ability to enforce the policy of fairness. And we had an opportunity to do it, and we did not do it. And that's the problem that I have going forward, and I hope that we can address it going uh, uh, in, in the days and, and weeks to come so that we are more consistent in its application. So looking forward then to this this cycle, Rod, um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion, of course, about Eric Bieniemy, rightly so, in recent years and when he's going to get an opportunity. There's other coaches who are people of color that I think people are getting to know. D'Amico Ryans is certainly a frontline guy, the 49ers defensive coordinator. He was really impressive in his interview with the Vikings. Last year, they wanted him to come in for a second interview, but D'Amico, to his credit, did something not many coaches do, which is said, I don't think I'm ready. I think I need a little bit more time, more seasoning here. Went back to San Francisco, but I anticipate he's going to be in the process. Thomas Brown, who's the assistant head coach uh, of the L.A. Rams, had an interview last year with the Dolphins. I would expect to hear that name again. Potentially Patrick Graham, the, the Raiders defensive coordinator. Who are some of those other coaches that are on your radar do you think really deserve um, a lot of attention and opportunities to at least interview for these jobs coming up in January? Tom, there are quite a few outstanding coaches out there. And, you know, some of them are uh, uh, whose teams may not be performing quite as well, but I've stood uh, on the sideline with many of these guys uh, back during the time when I was GM and, you know, I, I know what they're made of. I know what they bring to the table. Uh, you know, I know how well they coach and how hard they coach and how dedicated they are to their profession. And when I look at guys like Vance Joseph and even, you know, Leslie Frazier and Joe Woods at Cleveland or, you know, Jerry Gray at, at Green Bay or, or, you know, there's other names, Pep Hamilton, Rasheen, uh, uh, Raheem Morris, excuse me, you know, you mentioned Patrick Graham, but, you know, you, you've got D'Amico Ryans. I, again, there's a number of coaches out there. Uh, you mentioned Thomas Brown, Curtis Motkins at Minnesota. Uh, again, we could go down the list of guys that I think are certainly des- deserving of an interview. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, again, I know what these guys bring to the table, and I know that they're very capable of the leadership that's required 
uh, to have a, a, a successful organization or run a successful team. Last thing for you, Rod, and you've been very generous with your time. We appreciate it. Uh, the text I got from various people, um, black coaches and front office people around the league after Jeff Saturday got the interim job, use words like insulting, embarrassing. There is frustration, even though I certainly think there's an argument that if you hired a black player who had never coached in the NFL or college, you'd have some of the same level of scrutiny. But it happens to be that Jeff Saturday is not. He's uh, another white man who's getting an opportunity with a relatively thin resume as a coach. You mentioned the process needs to change. We need to be committed to a better process. What's your message to owners? If you get the opportunity to be in front of people before they go through the search process coming up in, you know, really it's getting going now in terms of vetting candidates, but into January and February as they're going through the process, what is your message to them about what you want the process to be and what you want their mentality to be moving forward? We just want a commitment to fairness, you know, a a commitment to a fair process. Uh, there are only so many jobs, Tom, that are out there, and uh, everyone is not going to be in a position to get a head coaching job or general manager's job or, or you know, president of a club. Uh, we understand that. But it, what we want is a level playing field uh, with respect to uh, evaluating our capabilities, uh, our success, uh, all of those things that we don't get credit for, uh, that I, I certainly believe need to be a part of, of uh, the evaluation process. We just want to be able to, uh, you know, engage into a fair process that at least will take into consideration some of those that are capable um, and, and that they have an opportunity to be evaluated. When you don't have an opportunity to be evaluated, that's where the rub comes in. And, uh, you know, I, I do believe uh, the insensitivity uh, shown by the coach, it is a punch in the gut, particularly uh, for black coaches and, and for all the professionals out there, regardless, black or white, who devoted their, their careers uh, to professionalism. But, again, he has the right to make that decision. I'm just more concerned about process. And I, we let a lot of people down when we are not willing to enforce a fair and equal process. Rod, thank you very much for your time uh, and your perspective. Uh, I'm sure that we're, we will be talking plenty over the next couple of months here. Tom, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Rod. That is Rod Graves, the executive director of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, which works toward equity in the hiring process and throughout the football industry. Uh, you could hear the the frustration, and it, it's understandable when you have a hire like this. Um, again, I would make the argument that if you had hired a, a black former player, you would fairly have a, a fair level of uh, criticism of that as well. But it just it fits the pattern. And it makes people within the league feel like this is not going to change, that this is going to continue to be the direction things go. And there's been progress on um, the diversity in the general manager pool. There have been a lot of hires that have changed the makeup of that group. But with head coaches, it it remains largely the same. And and those names we talked about, we'll talk more about those, I'm sure, over the next several days here. There's a lot of good coaches, a lot of young coaches in particular, who happen to be people of color around the NFL that probably – 
deserve to have a higher level of awareness about them yeah. than we than we have right now. Meanwhile, Jeff Saturday, <laughs> he's still talking. He's still talking. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about Jeff's latest uh, revelations again, including Jim Irsay calling him during the game, during not the after, game. during the game, during the game. The body's Sunday. still warm, Chris. <laughs> Dwight Freeney is also body's going to join us later. He's got a headset on. He's coaching. He's like, uh, happening? We'll talk to Dwight Freeney about it as well. Uh, dig into it. Also, later on in the show, I want to get to the names you cannot tell the story of the 2022 season without mentioning them. I think this is a fascinating exercise. The 10 names start working in your head. I've got my list. I'm curious. Brock Minari looks like he's deep in thought over there. <laughs> Maybe he just wants thing. to be rubbing his mustache. I can't tell. Is that, just, is that itchy there? You just got to. It's, it's terrible. Work I hate your way it. through it. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jeff Saturday, <laughs> trying to clarify, it appears, some of his remarks in that press conference. <laughs> Del Tufo can't done. even handle I'm this done over there. Because you, that would be like them, like Rich calling me right now. And get him out! Get out! Like or Brock? No, like, no. TJ, Rich like, calling Jason right now and, and being having, like, yeah. "So, what's up with the sound today?" That's right. And then, yeah. And, and then, then all of a sudden, I'm gone next week. You're, tomorrow, you're not here. That's which is weird because you're not going to be here tomorrow. That's or like getting insane. rid, or getting rid of me, <laughs> and you take this chair. Yeah, that, that's definitely never happening. So the the additional <laughs> quotes. So initially, Jeff Saturday said Jim Mersey called him during yeah. the Colts game oh. on Sunday against the Patriots. Nuts. Frank Reich, wearing the headset on the sideline, has he probably had some idea, but has no idea. This is this is probably it. This is not this is not going well. Frank wasn't informed until Monday morning. I know that for a fact. It was shortly before we broke the news mm-hmm. that he's out. Uh, but the conversation started between Jim Irsay and Jeff Saturday on Sunday, 
And by the way, every time I say Saturday on Sunday, it's going to drive me bananas. Yep. <laughs> Saturday on Thursday. Saturday said on Wednesday. Yep. I can't do. I can't deal Can with this. We just say Jeff, and everyone will know who we're talking about. I mean, at this point, there's really a, what other relevant Jeff is there? <laughs> Jeff's kind of a dying name. I don't Bezos. feel like we got a lot of Jeff. Jeff Bezos. Bezos. He's he's relevant right now. Yeah. Probably by the be, Commanders. Probably going to be the Washington owner soon. I'm guessing. Or at minimum, he's the bid that everyone can beat. Right. Yeah. We got Bezos. Jeff's no. here. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Saturday? No, Bezos. No, Bezos. Well, hold on. Saturday's also. He's he's taking a rocket ship to Mars with uh oh, with Jim Irsay. Rocket ship to Indy. <laughs> uh, Saturday Ooh. clarifying that when he got that call from Irsay, according to my NFL Network colleague Andrew Siciliano, who always watches and live tweets these press conferences, he was just upset. He was asking me what was going on. This was not about Frank. This was not a conversation about Frank. Says Ursay wanted to talk about the poor play of the offensive line. Saturday says Ursay called and said, "What the H is going on with the protection? What the H? Like really? What the H? <laughs> Do you often? No. Are you often in a? You know, if I were to fight with my wife, <laughs> and then just walked out of the room. Hold on, give me two minutes. Walked out and called another woman and just said, "Can you believe this?" <laughs> <laughs> Change your name. Do you see Saran. what's going on it's here? A rat. How would you fix this? <laughs> I can see that being problematic. I, I don't think that would go over well. That is awesome. And then call her the next morning, honey. You're, you're, you're out. being replaced. You're out. By who? Well, this woman who has no experience being my wife. Right. But can it get worse? No. You're gone. She's in. Thank you very much for your service. <laughs> I'm going to talk to the media tonight and try to figure out everything else is she does she have a driver's license can she get around no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna interview the the kids and see who can handle some of the other duties here doesn't really know what she's doing has anyone cook? in this house cooked before yeah. no well yeah. hold on a second hold let on. me interview them to find yeah, out if see. they can cook tegan you're eight can you, can you figure this out chris rock has a joke about that that i can't repeat here on oh, roku oh, but God. it is really on the head of what you're talking about right now. Insert Parks oh. Frazier and give me the sanitized version. You got it in you? Uh does does your new cook cook does your new coach cook? Does your new coach clean and oh, I know well, I really well, yeah. can't there's no way you. for me to massage this stuff. We're gonna have to move on. We're gonna cut you off right there, TJ. You can stay in the corner. If you're gonna get canceled, you're staying over there. Nice try. I'm staying thirty feet away. Wow. Yeah, there's no way for me to do this. It's uh, there's a lot here. And again, Dwight Freeney's gonna join us yeah. later in the show. We'll so talk just, more. What was your reaction when you found out from your sources that this was happening? The Frank Reich piece was not a surprise. That was something that we were monitoring that morning, that there was a decent chance because Jim Irsay was plainly upset and because he, he had his fingerprints on everything that had been taking place for weeks. Here's what you got to know about Jim Irsay. He doesn't get involved most of the time. He's a great owner in that way. He stays out of the football decisions. He's not micromanaging everything. He's not in every meeting. He's not Jerry Jones being the GM. But when he gets involved, he is very involved. He takes over. And so you go back to the quarterback change from Matt Ryan to Sam Ellinger. You go to Marcus Brady being fired. You go, obviously, to Frank Reich being fired and Jeff Saturday being named the interim head coach. This all has Jim Irsay's fingerprints all over it, which raises the question now when we get to January – and Ursay already made the comment that, well, this is for eight games with Jeff Saturday, hopefully more. I took that to mean hopefully 
this guy shows in the next two months that he can do a job that he's never done before. Right. And then nothing in his resume says he can do at the NFL level, other than obviously being a Pro Bowl player and a great leader and all those different things. Other people took it to mean, well, hopefully we make the playoffs. Possible. But when you listen to the entirety of Jim Irsay's comments, you don't step back going, well, this is just a, they're gluing this thing together. Right. I would find it hard to believe that Chris Ballard, the football people in that building, would be on board with a scenario where Jeff Saturday is the head coach going into 2023. Because sometimes you get a placebo effect with interim coaches. Sometimes it's just, it's different. We're changing things up. You feel like, all right, we got some new juice. Let's give it a shot. There is something to be said for an outside perspective. Somebody who hasn't been there to kind of take the 30,000 foot view you can't take when you're in it. We'll talk a lot more about this. One of these names might be on my list that we're going to do right after this break, too, of the top 10 names you cannot tell the story of the 2022 season without. We'll do that coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show.